podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Podcast. Wow, you did it yourself, Rebecca. Thank you. I got nervous that it was going to end with turtle time. (laughs) It is a little bit like turtle power, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Hmm. Anyway, I'm Rebecca. I'm Rachel. This is Modcast, the podcast episode. What are we on now? 54. 54. Shut the door. That's right. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That could have been our episode title, but I didn't think of it in advance. Well, because you had to say 54 out loud in yeah. order to recognize it. So um, this is episode 54 titled, Welp. Mm, love that word. Welp. Quelp. Yeah. This is the podcast that's just two platonic life partners slapping our knees, trying to keep going. Like a Midwesterner ending a conversation. Welp. Look at the time. Yeah. Got to get going. Got to get going. You know when that happens, mm-hmm. you have to get up, grab your purse, mm-hmm. and say, thank you so much for dessert. Mm-hmm. I've had a lovely time. Well, thanks so much for the lemonade. Ma's waiting in the truck <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, Ma. Yeah. That was weird. I, we don't say Ma. We'll edit that out. Okay. Intro question. Your favorite. What is it? It's when we... Say an adjective that describes how we're feeling and the last thing we ate, and that becomes our nickname. Mm, so mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. Does that have, like, a punchy name? Mm. You want to give it one? Adjective food name. That's not a punchy name at all. Fugitive name. Fugitive? Yeah, it's food plus adjective. Oh, that sounds like fugitive, though. Mm. Food. Punch it. Punch it, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Snack attack. Snack attack is good. Okay. Okay. What's your food and what's your adjective? Uh, my food is bean dip. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel right now? Um, I feel a little bit loopy, like in a good way. I've had like a very long work week and a very long work day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I went for a swim this afternoon. Oh, yeah. So I've got swim brain, which is kind of like yoga brain. Yeah. If anybody knows that one. Like meditative but tired. Like you feel good. Yeah, I feel great. in a trance. But I don't, the, there's like not going to be a filter. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. part of my executive function is mm. worn away, down, down to the nub. Yep. So was loopy the word you used? Yeah, I'm loopy bean dip. Loopy bean dip. That's nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, I am, well, I just had a, a coconut cluster. That's chocolate with coconuts in it. Marmy left half of one here, and I downed that sucker. Yum. Yeah. But how am I feeling? Um, I guess I I also am a little bit loopy, but I'll just say playful. Playful coconut cluster. Are you writing it down? Yeah. Why? Because I like to put them in the uh, the description later. Oh, so then the you don't have notes. to listen to it. Yeah. I was like, you know we're recording this, right? When we were separated, and you didn't know this, I used to type it up do you wish we were still separated instead of sitting together wouldn't call me out for everybody to know the secrets i wish i wish i didn't pause speaking every time i took a sip of my gin and tonic Mm, i like that though we have to stay hydrated hydrate so you don't dehydrate (laughs) that's what i always say (laughs) let's do some connects and corrects should Mm. we Mm -hmm. we're gonna y'all you probably already know this but some of you might be new new listeners Mm. And our little format, we do a little intro question. We do some connects and corrects where we talk about stuff connected to the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Then we each do a hot top 
where we surprise each other with a topic of interest and we do a little closing gimmick as well, a little outro before yeah. we go. Um, so connects and corrects. <clears throat> was it you who said that Janis Joplin is like BD but better? Or was it someone else? I think it was at Trivia, wasn't it? Janis Joplin came up. I I think it was at Trivia. I don't think I said it on okay. the Schmod. It was really, well, not on the Schmod, but it was you who said it at Trivia? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think that's really poignant. So we're going to start talking about JJ a lot more, Janis Joplin. Do you know many JJ songs? No. So it's just like a BD opportunity for yes, us exactly. to learn about JJ. And you know what? Actually, similar to BD, I don't think she has an aesthetically um, beautiful singing voice. Mm. It works better than BD's, but like yeah. she's mostly like has revolutionary things to say and really push the envelope more so than it being like, I don't know, like Christina Aguilera, who has basically limited to no personality, but an absolutely stunning voice. <laughs> right? Um, I don't know her, but that feels right based on what I know about yeah, her. Yeah, because we don't know anything about her except yeah. that her voice is good. Yeah. Um, isn't John, Janis Joplin in the 27 Club? What does that mean? That's a group of um, musicians and people who died at the age of 27. I thought she was younger than that. Mm-hmm. Isn't is she for sure dead? She's definitely dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She Nobody was... get mad at me. This was I was just t- checking if Rebecca knew. And don't be mad this at me. This is not a Woody Guthrie situation. If it turns out she's still alive. <laughs> but I feel really, really confident she's dead. You know who's not dead? Joni Mitchell. Oh, is that what you were maybe thinking? You know, she still sings some songs in public. She has a song about clouds. And she has a nice voice. And But also, I think I read a book of poetry by her, and it was not enjoyable. Oh, would it have been better to music? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Um, two of our mega fans <laughs> with a Z uh-huh. have a really good idea for a Schmodcast game. Do you remember this? This was also explained to us at Trivia. I, I don't. They said they like to play a game that would work on the Schmod, and it's called If You Were Making a Reality TV Show, What Would It Be? That's funny. What would it be? What would you do? Well, I don't know. I haven't thought about it really yet. I just put it in the show notes. So that could be like a future gimmick. That could be a good intro question. You want to make that our next intro question? Let's do it. Cool. We'll think about it and maybe gather some uh, information from others. Oh, I just remembered a hot uh, connects and corrects that I did not put on here. What? Well, um, my last hot top was about how teens are the best. (sighs) Yeah. And then we spoke to a dear friend slash relative who has two teen children. And she also thought teens were the best. And she really um, reiterated a lot of what we said on the schmod. Yep. Which is that, yeah, they're like challenging. But as long as you're aware of that and you know that like their brains are just developing the way that they're supposed to, Mm -hmm. they're going to be embarrassed by you and they're going to be kind of annoying. But she said she really loves how they are developing their own ideas. Mm -hmm. They come back to her with like opinions that she didn't give them, that they're like coming up with on their own and she gets to actually learn from them. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times she doesn't agree with them, but they have really interesting independent thoughts now. Mm -hmm. And also they can like go places on their own she doesn't have to babysit yeah them all they're the more time. independent yeah now. so they're at a they're at a fun age physically and mentally more independent which yeah. Is fun. yeah yeah so that continues to be true now that teens as as are we know are great teens are the best yeah cool what's our last connect and correct our last one is a question mm-hmm. how many beans are in a can 
of black beans. How many? Um, I don't know. You didn't look it up? Hang on. I don't know the number of beans. Approximately. But I know the quantities that are helpful. There's one and a half cups of beans in a 15-ounce can of beans, which is also known as nine ounces of beans. So approximately how many cans of beans have you produced in our garden so far? One. One whole can wait, of the two different types of beans combined? Yes. So like half a can of black beans, half a can of black-eyed peas. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah, that's three servings of beans. Wow. Thank you. And I eat like six servings of beans a day, so no, we're don't. getting close. You do, you do six a day? No, I'm trying I'm to eat more beans. I'm planting to your specifications this next season. Well. So that's why I need to know how many beans. You're about to go traveling. What do I have to do to the bean plants while you're gone? Let's save it for later. Really? There's a training. But is it hard? No. Did you draw me a map of the garden? Mm-mm. How am I going to know which plant is which? Because I made you a Pinterest board with pictures. You made a Pinterest well, board? Well, I don't know how, how Pinterest works, but I have pictures. I'll text you. Same thing. You're going to text them to me? You didn't print them off on like a helpful chart that I can carry out there with me? Do you not take your phone so you can listen to a podcast while you do it? Well, not always. I'm not tied to my phone all the time. <laughs> That's such a funny joke. Yes, I am. <laughs> like, I thought this would be more convenient for you. Uh, no, but I did like it. You used to make me a hand-drawn map of the garden. Yeah, that, I liked that. That was, it was when, tedious. Well, that was when they were seedlings, and you needed mm, to not to have know what was where. Now they're they're on a trellis, so it's going to be really obvious what beans are. One time, and what's passion fruit? One time, I was volunteering on an organic farm in Corsica for a month. Bragging? How's that bragging? Keep going. And <laughs> wait till you hear the rest of the story. <laughs> okay. And the farmer Judy. She was like, today, Rachel, this was all in French. I'm going to say it in English so you can understand. Thank you. She's like, you're going to go weed this field. And she showed me the field and she was like, pull out all the weeds. I was like, everything here is the weed? She's like, yeah, pull out all the weeds. So I pulled out everything I found in the earth and later found out that it was actually a field of cilantro and I had pulled like the weeds and all the cilantro. And the crops. <laughs> now, was this. And she and the other farmers just like had this hilarious laugh over how did I not know and I was like you said to pull everything and she's like yeah but not the cilantro and I was like I didn't know that that's what it was and she's like how do you not know what cilantro is and I was like I'm I'm here to learn Judy I really don't know anything about any of this yeah so what I'm gonna do is take you by the hand yes and I'm gonna point this is beans these are beans and then I'm gonna point and go these are carrots yeah and then I'm gonna point and go this is a weed Okay. And then I'm going to say, you don't have to weed for me. It's fine. That's not your job. Great. Yeah. That's probably safer. I feel like I can, I'm assuming I can trust that you'll be able to recognize like a purple ball. Yeah. I also just, (laughs) I I also might be better at it now. First of all, I'm like 13 years, no, I'm 10 years older. Mm. About 10 years older now. Yeah. And... I sleep in a comfortable bed inside the house instead of on a mattress in an abandoned farmhouse with a cat on my head to keep me warm. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are going to help us. My brain might be working better, but I have significantly less cheese Mm. here than I did there, so... Do you need me to buy you some cheese before I leave? No, I'm just saying it's, it's not a perfect experiment. Like, it's not a scientific test it's not all an upgrade it's not scientific (laughs) yeah cool 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 so 
That's our connects and corrects, unless you can think of something else. No, I think we really covered it. Mm-hmm. Who's hot topping first this time? Me. <gasps> you said that with such confidence. Yeah. Is it about a different kind of animal having sex this time? Nope. Oh. It's not. Surprise. Okay. Tell me. Tell me everything. What's it going to be about? Wait, should I keep guessing? It's about rotary you telephones. Have, you can have three guesses. Okay, rotary telephones. No. Um, tooth whitening. No, but that's a good one. That would be a good one. Um, how to clean your drains. No. It's I about thought beans. Really, it's about, is it about beans? Yeah. But yeah. that was in the connects and corrects. Not, this is not just, all these facts. Welp. Well, let's get let's get going. Teach me about beans. I'm gonna teach you about beans. So this was actually because we've been ta- we've been doing a lot of bean talk, mm-hmm. um, mostly because you don't seem to be like fully on board for how amazing the bean plan is here at the farm. I'm on board for the bean plan. <laughs> I think it's a little hyperbolic to yeah. to assume that the effort you put into the beans will necessarily yield. Uh, an equivalent result. Cost-benefit analysis. Look it up. I have a break-even table in my spreadsheet. Okay. It's okay. like she doesn't even know me. Go ahead. We're going to get into that later, though. I need okay. to. I have to do a whole year of gardening to like check oh. my break-evens. But this is just about beans. All right. God, you're such a nerd. It's amazing. Oh, you have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, this is mostly because I found myself wondering... Mm-hmm. Kind of like Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Is is it a bean? <laughs> is it a pea? Is it a legume? Are these all yes, the those same? Yes, questions because we asked, because we discovered that your black-eyed peas were actually a type, or the black beans were actually a black pea. Yes, the black beans that we're growing are actually called a southern cow pea, and they hail from West Africa. Yeah, and we were like, are those vegetables? Are they peas? Are they legumes? We knew they were vegetables, but well, I just you wasn't... Did. You knew. We weren't sure Yeah. what kind. So okay. that's why I'm here to answer these questions. Answer these questions. Thank you, Internet. Um, this, this article is an amalgamation of something from Harvard... Oh, yeah, heard of not it? Haverford, Harvard. No, Harvard. Okay. Harvard, yeah. And Haverford's good too, but. And also from um, something called Dash Eating Plan of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. Is of America or the United Kingdom? It, it feels America. Okay. It felt America, but I okay. don't. Mostly because they didn't drop any extra U's in their words. Gotcha. Didn't, it didn't feel British. That's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Although used interchangeably, mm. the terms legumes, beans, and a new word for me, pulses, oh. have distinct meanings. Okay. So a legume refers to any plant in this family, and the, like, beans, peas, and lentils are all in the same family. They're all legumes. They're called, it looks like fabache, <laughs> so I'm going to just call it Fabergé. Fabergé. So the Fabergé family is... Um, so a legume is anything, any plant in the Fabergé family that would include its leaves, its stems, and its pods. That's all still a legume? So when we say legume, we mean the plant that produces the, the thing. Not Okay, not just the one little bit that you eat. Right. The pulse is actually the edible seed in a legume plant. Oh. So when we eat the beans, eat the peas, eat the lentils, we're eating a pulse. We're eating a pulse that grew on a legume. Exactly. It was part of the legume. Exactly. Yeah. So, a pea pod is a legume. 
Oh, the pod itself is also the lagoon. Yeah, because it's the leaves, the stems, and the pods. Okay, okay. The outer container. Any encasement. Yes. It's like the skin. Exactly. The whole organism. And so the pee inside the pod is the pulse. The pee inside the pod is the pulse? Yes. Where is the pee? It's inside the pod and that's the pulse? Yes. The pee inside the pod is the pulse. You got it. I got it. By George, she's got it. <laughs> I got it. So, um, okay. Doesn't really matter, but like people use the whole legume plant for like composting or as crop, crop covers or like livestock feed. So people do actually talk about eating legumes and meet it in the actual phrase. Okay. Most of the time when we talk about eating legumes, we don't mean that. We, we mean, mean we're eating the peas and the pods. Yeah. We're eating a pulse. We're exactly. P U L S E? P U L S E. Huh. Pulse. Just like the nightclub. <laughs> okay. So that means that all beans are legumes. But not all legumes are beans. And that also means that all green beans are not actually beans. They're legumes. Yeah, they're the, okay, so a green bean, you're eating the legume because you're you're eating eating the the pod. pod. And the pea inside the pod. We're also eating the pulse. Right. The pod and the pulse, so the legume. Exactly, because a pod plus a pulse equals a legume. legume. So good. Good. I knew you'd you'd get this. (laughs) Okay, so what's the point? The, yeah, what is the point? What's the point? <laughs> so now we know about legumes, we know pulses, and we know beans. But mm-hmm. here's, here's the next thing I was asking myself. Self? Self? Is a black eye pea a, a pea? pea? No. It's not? It's a fucking bean. What the fucking shit fuck I, we have been lied to. I know. Black eyed pea is a bean? Yeah. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, so peas mm-hmm. and beans are almost the same thing. Yeah. They grow inside a pod. Okay. So they're pulses. So they're pulses. They're types of pulse. They're a type of pulse. Okay. You can divide pulses into <laughs> beans and peas. Exactly. Okay. And lentils, but I'm not here to talk oh, about those we today. We can't. It's too much. Just deal with it. It also eat. just doesn't go with beans and peas and pulse and pods. Yeah. and. It's not nearly as fun. Yeah. Alliteration-wise. Lentils and legumes go together. Yeah. I'm just not here to talk about We're it. We're not. Okay. I just didn't. It's not what she's here for, folks. I'm not growing them, so it's not interesting. Welp. So peas are generally round, mm-hmm. whereas beans have like a wider variety of shapes. People refer to them as bean-shaped because everybody knows what a bean shape is. Yeah. So just picture that in your mind's okay. eye. Okay. Um, color also varies considerably in non-pea beans. Mm. You can have navy beans, white beans, black mm. beans, mm. pinto beans, like mm. different colors. Whereas peas are green. They have to be green to be they a have pea? To be green. So black-eyed peas, it's really, truly people are like, you can't be a pea if you're a black-eyed pea because peas are green. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. They're beans. <laughs> um, and then the, but the actual biggest difference between peas and beans is how they grow. Um, beans prefer hot summer weather. Okay. They're extremely frost sensitive. Oh, don't so let them freeze. if the nighttime temperature drops significantly, you can't have a bean. The end. Bye-bye beans. Peas, on the other so- oh. other hand, grow best in cooler temperatures. <gasps> so you'll have a nice harvest of peas if you plant, like, early spring, if you live, live in the mainland. Oh. Um, which So when I read this paragraph was when I was like, well, hold on, because we live in Hawaii. It's, like, hot all the time. Am I growing beans? Yes. They're all They're beans. all beans. None of this shit is peas, even though they call themselves peas. 
They call those black cowlick peas or whatever they yeah, should. They they're call not them cow peas. Those they're not cow peas. They're beans. They're cow beans. They're cow beans exactly. And the reason that they're called that, the p word, the cow peas, mm-hmm. it's because of some other language that's not English, and oh. so they were actually like called cow peas in some like transliteration from an African okay. word. Okay. So, so the name, the, the, if you're doing an uppercase black eyed P, you can still call it that. Okay. But if you're meaning like what it is, it's a bean. It's a bean. Yeah. Got it. Um, then I decided to also, cause I'm on a roll. I'm like learning so much yeah. information. I was like, how come beans make us fart? Do oh, you know? um, you know what? I did look into it one time, but I, d- I don't remember anything about the chemical reaction. Are you going to tell me? Yeah. Great. So the main culprit, and this is beans, not peas, people. Okay. Nobody has thinks that peas do that to you. Get it right out of your mind. Yep. It's a bean only. It's a okay. bean situation. Yep. Um, beans contain sugars called raffinose, and it's mostly in their skins. Okay. And so um, the, the sugar... Um, makes its way through your digestive tract and like the the skin is thick enough that it doesn't already get digested till uh-huh. it hits your large intestines uh. where the bacteria is and then your large intestine bacteria eat that sugar and an, and a byproduct of them digesting is gas is gas they're releasing their own oxygen yeah. or their breathe they're exhaling your gas so when you're farting, it's actually your bacteria's like exhalations. Oh, cute! I didn't know that. Yep. Wait, for all farts or just bean farts? All of them. They're bacteria exha- exhalations. Mm-hmm. Oh, or probably their own like off gassing, basically. Yeah, their farts. Yeah, it's a bacteria. Fart. It's their farts. <laughs> exactly. It's not. So the next time Do you somebody think there's goes, an even smaller bacteria inside the yeah, bacteria that's creating gas inside of them. Maybe. <laughs> but I think the next time somebody says, "Did you fart?" You can say no. It's the bacteria. <laughs> no, but we know that that's what a fart is. So well, now we know. We didn't uh, know or before. if for anybody who doesn't like that word. Um, oh, sorry. Um, uh, trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> what else can we call it? <laughs> Flatulence. Um, fanny burp fanny burp passing gas mm-hmm. Toot. toots <laughs> we came up with that together yeah which also means strawberry in arabic which is cute oh toot toot hmm um so that's another reason that people soak beans you know how to you get the skin you know how that's like step one in a lot of recipes get those skins off it softens the skins so that as it's making its way through your digestion it's broken down earlier in the process. Well, I thought people were soaking beans because, like, you literally couldn't cook them unless you'd soften the skins. Um, it's twofold. Oh, <laughs> you're making this up now. That's no, great. I mean, that is also part That's of it great. if you've dried the beans. But if you have fresh beans, there's no reason to soak them except that by soaking them, it will soften the Do skin. You, um, is there nutritional value in the skins as well, or should we just be, should you be hand skinning all the beans before you cook them for me? I don't think you should hand skin them. Mm. It does sound fun, but um, no, there is actually nutritional value in the skin. Okay. So you do want them. thought we were going to have a new perfectionist thing for you to work on. No. Instead, what I did was I researched, like, what other things can you add to beans? Uh. Because part of the problem for us is that um, a lot of humans lack an enzyme called alpha-galactidase. No, galactosidase. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, alpha-galactosidase. Which is what breaks down raffinose. Mm. It's kind of like how we can't 
we can't get the iron out of spinach naturally. Mm-hmm. But if you add like a citrus on top of it, mm-hmm. it breaks down the spinach early enough in the process that we can get mm-hmm. more iron absorbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Mm-hmm. How can I prevent my own bacterial fermentations, also known as fanny burps? <laughs> Let me tell you what. You can cook your beans with cumin. Oh, love that. Yeah. You can cook your beans with kombu, which is a kelp from Japan. Don't super love that, but okay. No, don't love it either. But apparently you can add just a tiny piece of kombu and to like gently simmering beans and then you remove it. Sort of like a bay leaf. Oh, you have to eat it. Okay, cool. Um, Epazote. That's an aromatic herb traditionally used in Latin America. Mm. It apparently has citrusy licorice notes. Why don't we just do cumin? And then finally, in case you're more of an adventurous person, asafoetida, also mm. known as hing. It's very common in South Asian and Indian cooking, mm. and people use it uh, as like a stand-in for onions and garlic. That sounds great. But we have cumin, so that's what we we're have, using. We have cumin. In case you've ever wondered, or if you've ever noticed, after eating a lot of like refried beans in a Mexican dish, why you weren't tootie, it's because there's cumin. Ugh. Yeah. I I actually just haven't personally noticed beans making me particularly tooty. Oh. But that's because I am sensitive to cruciferous vegetables and those like really gas me up so bad that just nothing compares. You know you know what it's the raffinose. That's what makes and the cruciferous as well. It makes sense. Yeah. They just must have C- more. Because they have those like crunchy outers mm-hmm. that like go down into your large intestine and the bacteria are like nom, 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 nom. And they then they're like so heavily. They're just breathing so heavily in there. Exhaling too. Yeah. So anyways, that is beans. Oh, beans. Cool beans, Rebecca. Yay. Yay. Not peas. Well, not beans. beans. Well, this is kind of interesting that my hot top, the way my hot top is connected to your hot top, is that it also has a little to do with, like, etymology, word wordplay. Oh, fun. Do you want to guess what my hot top is? Um, are you going to teach me about the origins of cool beans? Nope. Is it about how we all named our body parts? No, that's a fun idea, but no. One more guess. Mmm... It's about cognates between languages. That's cute. No, it's not. Damn. That's not Was it. that close at all? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. My hot top is about a, you know how we've talked about like a vocal fry oh, and yeah. up talk. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that a lot of basically mostly like young white women do mm-hmm. that has become very common and it's called a paragogy. And the paragogy is when you do an exclamatory word and you add a syllable onto the end of it to add drama or joy or excitement. So, for example, stop. <gasps> yes. Oh okay. Yeah. That little extra syllable at the end is called a paragogy. Does it need the like diphthong in the middle in order to become a full paragogy? Or is it mean? just the uh, like the? Like, do you have to go on a journey in the middle we'll of the We'll try it without and see if it works. Stoppa. Doesn't really sound good. Stoppa. <laughs> it just trying to sound like it's a little girl. Really stupid. Okay, so it's not it's a full, not that. So we answered my question yeah. without being mean yeah. to me. Okay, so I, I saw this. 
I saw this on a on a Instagram from a TikTok from somebody called Etymology Nerd, and then I Googled it a little bit more myself. Mm-hmm. But he posited, um, Etymology Nerd posited that there's two things that make it really especially exciting: the pedagogy. Mm-hmm. One is that it's like basically completely subconscious. The same way that we do a diminutive, so we do our schmod thing, podcast schmodcast, like right. Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that you diminuate something, like we talked about Zwiwin. Yeah. <laughs> Take, taking the name John and making it Johnny or Mike and making it Mikey. Like there's a bunch of those subconscious mm-hmm. ways that we communicate something by changing the word. Yes. And that's the same thing a pedagogy is doing. You are, you are communicating something by changing the word in that way. But you're not thinking about it before you do it. It just comes naturally as a Mm -hmm. way of expressing yourself. It doesn't actually provide any additional grammatical information. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, communicating emotion or um, something Mm -hmm. cultural. Yeah. Um, The other thing that he pointed out, etymology nerd, was, like I said, it's only exclamations. You could not do it in the middle of a sentence. So you couldn't say... um, don't forget there's a stop uh, sign over there. Yeah, that no, doesn't work. It only works as an exclamation. And it's it's something that is used in some other languages like Mandarin and Korean where an extra syllable is added to the end of the word to indicate ex, ex, an exclamation. So it's interesting that mostly like young white women in America have added this thing into our lexicon that actually exists in other languages as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, I should actually be clear. I'm not sure that it's mostly young white women that have added it, but it's something that's associated with kind of like the Valley girl thing, adding like to everything. Right. It's a newer version of that, but it's another, it's another one that if you were to watch pop culture, it's mostly affiliated with that demographic. I hope our German listeners will weigh in on this to yes. find out if they're, if they're like young Young girls in Germany do this, the equivalent of this. Well, and maybe it's specific to English and American English. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it does happen in other languages. I'm curious. Uh, my God. Uh, That's good. Thanks. <laughs> I also looked up uh, languagehumanities.org um, article about what is a pedagogy, And this is from November 2023, so it's recent. So you know it's got to be true. <laughs> so that I could give you some, like, specific language behind this but not just tiktok guy okay okay paragogy is the addition of a letter or syllable to the end of a word it comes from the greek word para which means beyond and goji which means carrying the term is generally applied to various kinds of vowel or consonant additions that are not true suffixes but generally decorative additions meant to add emphasis that do not change the common meaning of the word i love calling it a decorative addition it's decorative uh, some experts explain that certain kinds of pedagogy are chances are changes to a word because of nativization, which means it's occurring when translating a word between different languages. A word that ends with a simple consonant in one language may receive an additional vowel in another language to indicate gender, add emphasis, or simply conform the construction of the word to an existing lexicon. So this wouldn't be like the American white girl version of it. But just adding an extra syllable onto a word because it's coming from a different language and you're making it work within your own language. Got it. Other experts define paragogy as a specific type of metaplasm. It generally refers to the alteration of words. Metaplasm is an alteration of words. 
Um, so sometimes these changes are made to help the word fit better into the flow of a particular languages. So a paragogy may help a word fit with the meter of a poem or an other, uh, some other type of lit literary construction, or a paragogy may be a resource for making the word sound right in a language that has specific vowel and consonant forms. This actually happens in French songs and poetry a lot. They'll pronounce or add a syllable on the end of a word to make it work in the to song. To make it fit and within the meter. it's extremely common, exactly. Got it. Yeah. Well, that happens in English songs too, right? Sure, sometimes. Yeah. Not quite as much. Mm -hmm. um, like... La vie est belle, mm -hmm. like the song. We know the word is belle, but they'll say belle. Mm -hmm. It's like a really common mm -hmm. thing in French. Anyway, so this is just another example of how language is dynamic. It changes over time. Common usage determines correctness. So as much as we have gotten upset over some of the incorrect ways that people use words, it's also cool to see that the incorrect ways people use words that denote it, it creates correctness because the way people are using it to express something and to convey meaning if it becomes common enough that it is commonly understood that is now correct yeah just fun <laughs> um bah, 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 bah. that's kind of it looking at the various kinds of pedagogy help linguistic experts understand how language is used in a given era or societal context these changes, whether they are ornamental or functional, reveal more about how the dynamic of language changes over time. Learning about these changes can also benefit poets and writers as artists. How fun. Fun! <laughs> You're really good at them. Thanks. Uh, that was weird. I didn't <laughs> like that one. Yeah, I don't think it works that good after an S. No. It got forced. But yeah. it's good. Thank you. Yeah, I um, wanted to paragoge the paragogy. Okay. By just paragoging, just turning it into like our little family. You abrevved it though. Yeah. So that's not a paragoge. That's not it. No, you have to add Do something. Do your whole hot topic in. <laughs> <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it later. Okay. Great, great hot tops. Um, it's time for an outro gimmick. Are you ready? Yes. What is something that you are looking forward to? In the year 2024, whether it's personal, like uh, something for yourself you're looking forward to, or public, something you're looking for, forward to for the collective. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I guess I'm just like, I'm self-centered. I don't, I can't think of anything that I'm looking forward to for the collective. That's fine, Loopy Bean Dip. Tell us what yeah. you're excited about for you. Um, I'm just... I'm really excited that the beginning of this year has already got me feeling like if if this is the best, it's already a great year. Mm. We started off really nicely with your mom's visit. Got some work stuff going my way. I feel really settled. I just love this house so much. Yeah. Like It's just good. Yeah. So if this is already the peak of the year, like I feel good about it. So <sighs> I guess I'm just like, I'm excited to see what unfolds in 2024. Mm -hmm. We have some cool plans. Um, oh, wait, no, cancel all of that. Throw that in a dumpster. Okay. I'm really excited about our Morocco visit. Yes, we are Never going mind. to go to Morocco Forget what year. I just said about world <laughs> peace or whatever. <laughs> no, both. You can have both. Thank you. Yeah. What about you? Well, as I actually, you know how I like to create these questions and I, do, I don't think about my own answer to them? Yeah. Much like when we're in social situations, I'll ask a really probing question and then people will be like, what about you, Rachel? And I'm like, I literally have never thought about it before. <laughs> um, 
I think actually, as you were talking, I realized year two in our home here is a big deal to me. And we were just talking earlier today about how like, I traveled a lot last year and kind of was expecting to travel less this year, but it looks like I'll be traveling just as much this year as I was last, which I could see as a bit of a bummer because I would like to be here in this house mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And just like, what a beautiful thing that everywhere we go, this is waiting for us to come back to. We've gotten into a flow. There's a lot of stuff we want to like fix or improve or change, but this, like the way it is right now is already really good. Yeah. So... I guess just cheers to new adventures, but having such a beautiful and stable home base yeah. to come back to. It reminds me of that little, um, that thing that my old high school classmates used to say all the time, Gabe the Babe, we called him. Oh, Gabe the Babe. Yeah. Just you called him that or everybody? Uh, me and um, anybody who knew me because yeah, he was <laughs> you on came him. up. <laughs> um, hey, Gabe, if you're listening. Um, oh, never mind. He's not listening. He's not listening. Maybe. In um, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabe the baby used to say um, when he was leaving our hometown, our high school hometown, and like headed to college, he would say he's leaving paradise and heading to paradise. That's cute. And then he would say the same thing on the reverse because uh -huh. he just he just loved where he was going to college and he loved his hometown what so much. What a little idealist. What a sweetheart. So I just, you saying that makes me think about like, yeah. that's just, that's this. Are you going to cry right now? No. It looked like you were going to for a second. Are you no. crying in your heart? No. Oh. I mean, I am being like overly sentimental in it's part sweet. in part because Gabe is not with us anymore. I but, know. But mostly it's just that like, I think that's such a nice like. It's really nice. Yeah. What a nice outlook. Paradise. <laughs> well. Well. Welp. Everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by. It was good to have you. Going to get going now. And let us know if you have a hot top suggestion or you want to submit your own response to something. Call or text us if you know us. Email us at schmodcastthepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. Mm, please. Won't you please? Please find us there. This has been a Rebetchel production. Proud sponsors of Rebetchel B-Day Extravaganza. Doing.